All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I always seem to say that and then take a sip of coffee. Are you ready? Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. This is episode 92. 92. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, 92 of these. 92. Yeah, and we are sitting here in the beautiful East Lake neighborhood of Seattle looking at a whole bunch of snow it's out there. It's snowing again. Is it? Did it start again? It just started. It just when we start recording, it starts snowing. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? You have a good time walking down the hill. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I tried because I have a uh, I have a car that has uh, all wheel drive, so I tried to get up uh, one hill here to get closer, and the car would not go up, and so then I had to backslide down in between two cars, two parked car. Uh, rose mm-hmm. so that was interesting oh my God. that was a nice little uh tense moment had to turn down the uh turn down the street and find parking down there but uh we made it anyway and it is pretty out and you guys have a really nice view yeah Although I have not been outside for like two days, I know you've been you've been under the weather. We're getting Monica off the uh, injured reserve list today to oh, record. Yeah. yeah, she's coming off the bench. Right now, I just have like I can't breathe through my nose. Yeah, so I probably sound a little weird. I think you sound like. Oh, well, I guess you're right. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I'm like a pug. <laughs> well, if you said it that way, if you just said it that way the first time, there would have been like, oh, she sounds like a pug. <laughs> Do you like pugs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I think it's wrong when people breed them the way they do. Yeah. They oh. should be allowed to breathe. Yeah. They have a lot of genetic problems. Yeah. <laughs> poor little thing. It's not worth the price of them being adorable, guys. No. Because dogs are adorable as they are. We got a visit from a friend of ours who had a corgi. And it was oh. just fun watching the corgi, like, run around with its little butt, like, yeah. wagging from side to side. It's not even a tail wag. It's a butt wag. Well, the corgis are 10% head and 90% butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. And the butt kind of follows along. <laughs> stubby little legs. <laughs> Welcome back to Dog Talk. Oh, I could do it all yeah. day. Yeah, we might just turn this into dog and cat talk. Uh, but not today, because today we're going to play some trivia games and talk about... Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> dog Talk with Paul and Monica. <laughs> uh well uh, i do want to say a few things first of all i want to thank thank jeff from murphy's he stepped in ably last week at the fitzgerald's when monica was under the weather and did a good job thank so, you so thank much you jeff you are amazing uh and i want to thank everybody last week who did plow through the snow and get out there and uh and play in the tournament. We are down now to three weeks left. And I've had some people ask, 
What if it snows this week? So far, all of our places are saying that it's gonna we're gonna go on. So check on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter or Instagram. We'll be posting updates as we get them. If something closes or uh, this is the first time I ever thought I'd do a weather update on the podcast. We live in Seattle. That's usually not a thing. I know. But it's been really weird. Yeah. Um, every every I don't know ten years or so we get a snowstorm like this. It's just, it's pretty rare. I haven't, this is the first time I've experienced it here. Yeah. It's different here. It is. It is because of all the hills and uh, and all that. It's not like the Midwest uh, snowstorms where people just chain up and plow through. Yeah. It also, it gets warm during the day. Then the, the starting to melt and then the cold again and freezing into ice everywhere. Yeah. That doesn't usually happen. No. Because it just stays cold the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we were doing a show in Chicago at the House of Blues, and it was the second night, and overnight it snowed like crazy. It was like complete Midwest, like whiteout blizzard thing. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, great. No one's coming to the second show. We're just going to be playing to like the sound guys and the wait staff and maybe like a few diehards. But all the cabs around Chicago chained up, and everybody came out. It was a bigger show the second night. <laughs> they were just like, no, we're not letting this. This is nothing. We're just going to keep going. And that's what it was like for Quiz this week. We had a lot of good teams, a lot of a lot of good audiences out there. Everybody kind of plowed through and made it. So thank you guys for doing that. Yay. And check your rankings, quizfix.net slash winter, and you'll see where your teams are ranked. Uh, do you have... A Habs. Do you Habs a Habs? Do you be watching any Habs? No. No. I can't watch it at home. Oh, and you haven't really been and out. I haven't been out. Yeah. Oh, I do have a, um, so I bought a t-shirt. I'm wearing it under my hoodie. I'm going to show it to you. Okay. It's for the new Seattle hockey team. Do they have a name? Let me show you. All right. She is getting up. And she is showing the, <laughs> it is a picture of a pigeon in a, uh, a rain hat and it says the rain city bitch pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, before, uh, before we go, I'll take a picture of that and put it up on Instagram because that's just too good. Uh, where'd you get that? <laughs> I saw it. Somebody had it on Reddit. There was like this list of funny fake names for the team. That's a really good one. And somebody came up with that one and then like a designer made a logo for it. Yeah. And I bought it from directly from the artist. Nice. Rain City Bitch Pigeons. I can get behind that. The RCBP. (laughs) I can do it. (laughs) That pigeon does look like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, not a happy pigeon. Not a nice pigeon. Um, well, shall we uh, get going? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to say the thing. Say it. Now it's time for the lightning round. Ooh, you had a little sing-song to your voice. That was nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're having that medicinal beer, so that's that's good. 
It's important. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep your fluids up. So I have a question. Okay. What is your lightning round hey, about? We're getting all distracted today. <laughs> uh, my lightning round for you is on inventions named after the inventor. Okay. Because to when you, this drops on Monday, it is National Inventors Day. All right. Yeah. And what is yours for me? Bones. Bones. The TV show Bones. No. The Leonard, uh, the uh, Dr. McCoy nickname Bones. Just Bones. Okay. What is Dr. McCoy's first name? It's Leonard. Okay. I thought, <laughs> I was thinking, wait, am I conflating that with Leonard Nimoy? No. I had a moment. I had a moment. Um, all right. Do you want to go first or second? I guess second. All right. Here we go with today's lightning round. Using a Jeep engine and a series of pulleys, who invented the machine that smooths the ice on hockey rinks? Oh, that's uh, Zamboni. Zamboni is correct. Frank Zamboni. Oh, yeah. Please do. Go for it. Yay! We're going to do the handheld uh, buzzers today so I have less uh, less things to edit. Yep, Zamboni was the uh, was the guy who made the Zamboni. Otherwise, why would you call it a Zamboni? Yeah. I love those things. They're neat. They are neat. Question one for you. True or false? Bats have hollow bones, just like birds, to help them fly. I'm going to say true. It is false. Oh. They don't have hollow bones. They have very uh, delicate little tiny bones, but they are not hollow. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, bats. Bats are the worst. Yeah, I know you don't like the bats, but you like but you like Dracula. I don't. Who said I like Dracula? You love Dracula. When you pull up your shirt again, it'll just be a a, a Dracula bitch. (laughs) What? (laughs) Question number two for you: Using remnants of polyethylene from Dupont, who invented the airtight? lightweight food containers is it a tipper stay right there stay right there (laughs) and ring yourself up good job yeah earl tupper created tupperware Mm. yeah yeah i didn't realize i was named after a person yeah number two for you what is the most commonly broken bone in the human body Oh, I've I've oh, I've seen this one too. Hmm, is it the ulna? No. Oh no. It's the collarbone, the clavicle. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I guess like in car accidents, that's probably going to get broken from the seatbelt and all that sort of stuff, or when you fall off mm-hmm. a great height. Or when, people fall off their bikes, they or, break their collarbones. Or when someone takes a hammer and hits you right in the collarbone. That does happen a lot. Yeah. That's the one I'm afraid of the most. <laughs> Question number three. Number three. Using a clarinet mouthpiece and a bugle body, who invented the only woodwind instrument made from brass? Sacks. That is Al, Alfa, Alda, I'm sorry, Adolf Sachs. Ring yourself up. Yay! Adolf <laughs> Sax created the saxophone. 
Uh, num- number three, the TV show Bones. Was- I'm good. <laughs> I probably will have a good chance at this one. <laughs> it was canceled in March 2017 after how many seasons? Oh, how many seasons? It was on a long time. Oh, did it make it to 10? I stopped watching after a while. I had a roommate for a while that that was our favorite get-together-and-watch show. Um, I'll say 10. No. Read it to 9. It's 12. 12? Mm-hmm. Holy moly bones. Good job. <laughs> Holy moly bones. <laughs> that was a good show. It was, okay, here's, I, I do have a mini rant on bones oh, for okay, a moment. Yes, please. So, the very first season, they set up this character of Bones, played by Emily Deschanel, Zoe yeah. Deschanel's sister. Mm-hmm. So they set her up as this, she's this uh, anthropologist who's been in the wilds of someplace looking at Bones. And she's been there for a long time. She comes back to Washington, D.C. to work for this institute. And she doesn't know, she doesn't know like references to pop culture because she hasn't been around so she says a lot of, they'll, someone will make a pop culture reference and she'll say, I have no frame of reference for that. Stuff like that. It's a running joke. But they also set up that she's like incredibly like tough. Like she can beat people up. She can disarm people. She can shoot a gun, all this sort of stuff. Okay. By season three, she can't do any of that stuff anymore. Like they've, she's they've, not tough anymore. They've taken that whole thing out and, and also they've reduced the, pop reference not getting situation to I am a robot who doesn't know what love is. <laughs> I, my human feelings are foreign to me. So she turned into her sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ring the bell on that one. That's very good. Uh, yeah. She just becomes like, I don't understand what this, what human interactions are person. And she was so like kick ass the first couple of seasons. That's weird. Yeah, it was. I've on, never watched it. Yeah, if you if you just pick a random first season and then a random like fifth season, you'll be like, who is that person and what happened to the first person? Who's actually pretty entertaining. Oh. So there you go. My mini rant on Bones is over. Uh, thanks for, for sticking around for that. Uh, question number four. Question number four, uh, who was the French trapeze artist who knitted an aerodynamic form-fitting one-piece suit? Uh, Leotard? You are right on. That is <laughs> yeah. Jules Leotard. Oh. He, uh, that's why it's called Leotard. Interesting. Yeah. Number four, one main function of bone marrow is to produce what kind of cells? Oh, boy. Uh, White blood cells. Blood cells. Okay. I'll allow it. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) I need help on this one. Uh, Question number five, last one for you. Using multiple barrels and a hand crank, who invented the first rapid-fire gun and the forerunner to the modern machine gun? Is it like Getty? Oh man, you're you're like right around it. 
Is it start with a G? It starts with a G and ends with a G. It, um, Gatling. There you go. <laughs> Ring yourself up. Okay. Gatling is right. Well done. You just went five for five. Oh my god! You just went five for five on lightning round. That's that's huge. I know. And see again, you're playing impaired, and you're 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 right there with it. The cold must be locked. <laughs> I usually don't know anything. A last one. The only bone in the human body not connected to another is the hyoid, a V-shaped bone located at the base of what body part? Is that the ear? No. Wait a second. I've I know this one. I've seen this one. I think I've asked this question. <laughs> oh no, the hyoid. Yeah, it's like not connected. Oh, it's uh, is it in the throat? Um it's the tongue. Oh, it's in the it's in the tongue? It's at the base of the tongue. Oh. So I guess Maybe it's kind of in no, the no, throat. no. That's yeah. That's not quite the throat. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I I have some learning to do about bones. Apparently. Yeah. And I know all there is to know about inventors. I know. Well, uh, that, that I know both of these rounds are going to sneak up on you guys this week, so be prepared for some bones and prepared for some inventions. Uh, by the way, five to one. Wow. Well done, Monica. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was the lightning round. Now it is time for game prep. That is the saddest Price is Right song. That was always sad. (laughs) Oh, you just went over by $3. It's okay, though. They had a really good time. Yeah. Oh, I had a great time. And I'm going to get a copy of the home game. (laughs) Um, All right, everybody. Is there a home game? Oh, I'm sure there's a copy of every... There used to be in the 70s and 80s that every game show had a copy of the home game. You could play Price is Right at Home. There's a sketch where there's a home game version of Number Wang. Oh, (laughs) I want a home version of Number Wang. One, one, one. That's Number Wang. (laughs) It comes with like two 300-sided dies. (laughs) like the 30 volumes of the rules seriously folks if you have not watched the number wang sketches just go to youtube now and do that and come back to this podcast in a little bit we'll wait we'll be here wasn't that hilarious wasn't it so funny all right now we can game prep let's do it February 11th, 1938, the BBC airs a production of R.U.R., a 1920s science fiction play written by Czech writer Karl Kapik. The play, about a factory that uses organic material to make robots, which then start a rebellion against their human creators, 
is the first science fiction television broadcast in history. R-U-R stands for Rossum's Universal Robots. <laughs> it's fun to say robot, isn't it? Kavik's play introduces the word robot to the lexicon. The word is taken from a robota, a Czech word for surf labor. Yeah. So we would not have the word robot or robot without uh, without this play. Mm-hmm. And the BBC early on said, hey, you know what would be good on television? Science fiction. And that led to all their science crazy science fiction shows. If you had to pick one British science fiction show to watch the rest of your life, can't watch any others, would it be Red Dwarf? Probably. Yeah. But Doctor Who would be close. You'd be, you'd be missing Doctor Who, mm-hmm. but you'd be sticking with Lister and Rimmer. Yeah. All right. I can't, I can't not agree with you. February 12th, 1938. Happy birthday, Judy Sussman. Happy birthday. Better known by her married name, Judy Bloom. Bloom is best known for her 1970s books for young adults, including Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, and Blubber. Bloom's novels tackled menstruation, puberty, masturbation, and other teen issues that books for teens hadn't touched up to that point. Not coincidentally, Bloom's novels are routinely challenged by schools and libraries in an attempt to ban them from young readers. Five of her novels, Forever, Dini, what? Oh, is that the name of the book? Yeah. Dini. Are You There, God? Blubber and Tiger Eyes made the top 100 most frequently challenged books of the 1990s. Bloom has more books on this list than any other author. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I remember those being like, some of those books especially being like, well, you're not quite old enough to read Blubber yet. Uh, have you read any of these books? I mean, I'm from a, I'm, this is my generation of, of teen books. Was this something that you were reading? Um... I don't quite remember. I kind of remember Tales of Fourth Grade Nothing being Love a thing. Love that, because that one introduces fudge. Oh, like super fudge. Yeah. Yes, I read some of those. Yeah. So, and that's the only TV, like I was looking as like, they must have made a bunch of movies from these, these or TV shows from these books, and they only made one. They made a show called Fudge. And really? it lasted for like a year, and then it was over. So... Somebody out there should make some Judy Bloom books. But yeah, they get challenged all the time. Uh, libraries, parents especially, will come in and be like, well, we want we want this banned from our library so that our kids don't read them. Poor kid. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling is now one of those authors that they're always trying to get the Harry Potter books banned because, you know, witchcraft is satanic. <laughs> That's so weird. It is weird. Just to want to ban a book at all. Yeah, I've never never quite understood that. Just uh, don't read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to stop other people from reading it? Yeah. February 13th, happy Galentine's Day. 
Starting as a 2010 episode of Parks and Recreation, Leslie Nope describes Galentine's Day as a day when, quote, Oh, it's only the best day of the year. Every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home and we just come and kick it breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair minus the angst. Plus frittatas. Nine years after the episode aired, Galentine's Day has become a thing with greeting card companies, florists, and restaurants offering Galentine's Day promotions. Now, you're in the greeting card game. Mm-hmm. Have you been seeing Galentine's stuff? Absolutely. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So now, for the, logistically, where does that go? Where do you put it? Is it right by the Valentine's Day stuff? Yeah, it's like a little section within. Does it have its own little like uh, placard that mm-hmm. says, like, hey, it's February 13th? Uh yeah, I think it just says like Happy Valentine's Day, and then there's like there's a couple that actually cards that actually say Valentine's Day, but most of them are just like uh you know like for your friends. Oh, gotcha. It's like cards you could give your lady friends. That's not like romantic. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of cute. I like it. Have you ever celebrated a Valentine's Day? I have a friend who. Likes to do the brunch thing, but I moved away, so I never really got to do it. On the holiday page that I was looking this at, uh, looking at this on, uh, they also had a Palentine's Day. <laughs> that was like they they were they were swapping out the words, but they, it almost made it sound like, "Hey, and guys can do this too." And it's like, you know what? If if it's okay that we don't have a thing, just speaking as a straight man. I'm not offended if there's something that women do that I don't. Yeah. You don't have to make it <laughs> you don't have to make it equitable to uh to appease me. I'm yeah. fine. Well, you could still just call it Valentine's Day. Sure. Sure. <laughs> In fact, if you said we're going to Valentine's Day brunch, I will not feel weird. <laughs> yeah. I will be there. Show me a picture of the Bloody Mary ordering and I will brunch. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody was showing pictures of this um, these amazing Bloody Marys this morning, and I really wanted to go mm. to brunch. We got to do this sometime. I really want to go somewhere where they put like a shrimp in it. Oh, this was. Uh, let me see. I'll find the picture. But there was. It was like a meal within this. Yeah, like Bloody a chicken Mary. finger and a shrimp. <laughs> that's like, what this that's was. That's what I want. <laughs> I think it was like a like smoke like a smoked sausage or something like that. Yes. It was crazy. Chunk of ham. It's like you don't have to order food. You just have to order <laughs> three Bloody Marys and you're full <laughs> and drunk. <laughs> that sounds like the greatest day ever. Valentine's Day appeared in the second season of Parks and Rec. Another holiday the show created, Treat Yourself Day, appears in an October 13th episode in the fourth season. Though according to the show, Treat Yourself Day is any day you want it to be. October 13th has become its official day. Yeah, so one show created two sort of holidays. It's a great show. I want to do a Treat Yourself that's almost every single day for me. Is it? Pretty much. You're just living it up every day. <laughs> Be like Monica, everybody. Don't worry about the consequences of the future. <laughs> done and done. And finally, February 14th, 1972. Well, uh, we know February February 14th is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. 
But we've talked about Valentine's Day before, so we're going to moving on to a different subject here. February 14th, 1972, after becoming a big hit in Chicago, the musical Grease opens on Broadway. Written by ad man named Jim Jacobs and a high school art teacher named Warren Casey, Grease was created as an homage to their high school days in the 1950s. The musical was a Broadway smash. It's the 15th longest-running Broadway show of all time, and it received seven Tony nominations but didn't win any. There was a musical version of Two Gentlemen of Verona, the Shakespeare play, that won Best Musical that year. But nobody remembers. Yeah. Well, maybe if they made a John Travolta movie of that instead. <laughs> oh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John are the two gentlemen. <laughs> Gender-blind casting. We can do this. There are essentially three versions of Grease. Number one. The original Broadway version, which has more sex jokes and vulgar language. Number two. The movie version, which tones down the content, changes the Burger Palace boys to the T-Birds, and makes Sandy an Australian. And number three. And a school version for high school drama departments, which takes out references to drinking and smoking and eliminates Rizzo's pregnancy storyline. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, now that's the version that they wrote. Now, I know that some high schools will put that back in. They'll go and get the most high schools want to do the movie version because that's what most people know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a school version which takes out like, any references, like there's all the stuff where they're trying to, when they're trying to pierce Sandy's ears when they're doing that little party and they're also smoking and drinking, they just skip mm-hmm. the smoking and drinking and go right to the ear piercing. Yeah. But taking Rizzo's pregnancy story out, that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of her th- part of her thing. That's basically her whole storyline. Yeah, yeah, is her working through that. Which <laughs> Otherwise, she's just a bitch that's mean to Sandy. Well, and they throw out the song "There Are Worse Things I Can Do" for that because it's all connected to the. That's to like her the st- best song in the in uh, the whole thing. That is when I get a chance to sing that at karaoke. It makes me very happy. It's totally the best song in the whole yeah. movie. Yeah, Elvis Presley figures into the musical's lore twice. First, he was offered to play the role of Teen Angel, but turned it down. The part in the movie was played by Frankie Avalon. Second, Elvis is the name checked in the song Look at Me, I'm Sandra D. They shot that scene for the movie on August 16, 1977, the same day Elvis died. Yeah. That's why he died, because he hated that song so much. Well, they they talked about how they found out while they were putting that scene together and filming it that he had died that day. And there was a very, according to the director, there was a very eerie uh, eerie uh, feeling on set that day. That was like when I made that round about, like, are they dead or not? Mm-hmm. And I thought about putting Barbara Bush in, and I didn't, and she died that day. Oh, you, you I a, didn't know. You had a vision. You had a vision. I'm really glad I didn't put her in that because I would have had to change the answer. Yeah. Also, everybody would have known it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are sorry she's dead. This, <laughs> besides the extra quiz work we would have had to done, had to have done, but. Uh, Sorry, you're dead. Sorry. Sorry, Barbara. The songs Grease, You're the One That I Want, and Hopelessly Devoted were not in the original musical. 
They were added to the movie soundtrack and were all big hits. These songs now appear in many stage musical versions of the show. Yeah, when you think about it, like the, the soundtrack is one of the biggest albums of all time. And Grease, You're the One That I Want, Hopelessly Devoted were like the biggest songs from that. That and Summer Nights. Those are the four big ones. But three of the four big ones weren't even in the original musical. One of those is written by the Bee Gees. Grease. Grease. That's probably the second best song in the movie. Yeah. I like Hopelessly Devoted. It's got a good... I used to sing that one. That's a good one. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's move on. I did it so, just so Let's quietly. Let's move on. Let's move on to... That was the lightning round, everybody. Nope. Nope. We have one more? It wasn't the lightning round. That was game prep, everybody. That was dumb. It is now time for the audio challenge, and we're doing a little bit different this week because we're doing some movies. You're going to hear some scenes from movies, and uh, these scenes have to do with the snow in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like a snow movie? Yeah. This was really hard to make, though. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, the snow is... It's just such a visual. That's true. Thing. You're not just know that as you're listening to these clips that there is snow involved. <laughs> it's not a bunch of people going, "Oh my god, it's snowing." <laughs> I really looked for something like that and I couldn't find yeah. it. Yeah. But so when you're listening to it and you're picturing the characters, just imagine they're in snow. I wonder if we have any Repeats. I was wondering about that too. We'll find out. I, I, there was one that I thought you were going to use. I'm, I'm, I should have written it down on a piece of paper and like, there's one that I thought you were going to use. So I didn't, I purposely didn't use it. Oh. So we'll see if it happens. If, if it does, I'll, I'll tell you. Let's see if you, how well you know me. Ah, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. All right. Here we go. Snow movies. Play along at home. Also, my clips are pretty long. Okay. Professor, I've got Jack Hall on the phone. They've run the data we've sent them. Here he is. Jack, were you able to recreate the thermal cycle? Yes. The storm's rotation is pulling supercooled air all the way down from the upper troposphere. But shouldn't the air warm up before it reaches ground level? It should, but it doesn't. The air's descending too rapidly. Is this an isolated incident? I'm afraid not. We've located two other supercells in addition to the one over Scotland. There's one over northern Canada and another one over Siberia. And do we know their projected path? Yes. Our previous estimates of six to eight weeks weren't even close. This one storm is going to change the face of our planet. Here's a projection of 
24 hours out. This is 48 hours out. And in seven to 10 days. When the storm is over, we'll be in a new ice age. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like uh, Dennis Quaid in The Day After Tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we just had this big snowstorm here, and uh, I went to the store on Friday, and it was like it was the day after tomorrow was happening. It was like there were just aisles cleared out of stuff. Yeah. It's like toilet paper. Every roll of toilet paper gone. Every like loaf of bread gone. It was like people and the lines to this to the cash register were just like these just epically long lines. You would have really thought that it was like people were just hunkering down for the end of the world. I saw some pictures of that. It was crazy. It was Luckily, crazy. I missed most of that. And then the opposite was I went to the store yesterday when it was still snowing and the roads weren't really clear and there was like four people in the store. And it was Were the they best. all stocked up? No, there was still like like no vegetables left. There was just like there was still like very few things to to get. But uh it was nice to not have to shop with a hundred people. Here is your first clip. Okay. You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George? Bert, do you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals. Zuzu. There they are! Bird! <laughs> One of my favorite my favorite quotes of all time. Zuzu's pedals. Zuzu's pedals. There they are! <laughs> Alright, what is it? My mouth's bleeding! <laughs> my mouth's bleeding, Bert! Uh, it's a wonderful life. That is right. That's like my mom's favorite movie. I love that movie. Not just favorite Christmas movie. Favorite movie. I can see that. She loves it. I can see it. It kind of covers a lot of stuff, and it's it's great, and Jimmy Stewart is always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Next. thought I saw Blair. I went out after him. Got lost in the storm. Fire's got the temperature up all over the camp. Won't last long, though. Neither will we. How will we make it? Maybe we should. If you're worried about me... If we've got any surprises for each other... I don't think we're in much shape to do anything about it. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? 
see what happens. That is one of the best endings of any movie. That is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That is, I'm not a scary movie person, but I love that movie and it freaks me out. And that ending where they just leave those two guys, um, spoilers for the thing, spoilers <laughs> for a movie from 1982, but, uh, yeah, where they just leave those two guys together, just, you don't know which one they're just there. The whole camp is burning mm-hmm. and who knows one of those guys might have the have the thing in him and maybe not i don't think they did you think they're just are just kind of hanging out surviving yeah i think like they're gonna wait long enough and realize that they're both okay okay and they find some way to survive you've got a good happy ending on the thing I like your positivity. Bad stuff happened in that movie. Really? (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) That whole scene where they're doing with the the petri dish and they're all chained to the yeah ah yeah, but so good, Uh so good. Um, All right. Also makes a real good parody. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yes, it does. All right. Here is uh, number two for you. Is that called Jack Frost? That is called Jack Frost. <laughs> I've never seen that. I had to get to the, the quote where he says, I'm you the man, and no, I'm the snowman. That's the only way I got yeah, it. Yeah, that is a terrible movie. It looks terrible. Yeah. It's Michael Keaton, and basically he's not on not in the movie for most of it. He dies, but he comes back as a snowman <laughs> and hangs out with his kids. <laughs> If you ever want to just like just a, a movie that I mean movies don't have to be all logical sense, but that one makes zero logical sense. <laughs> it's just it's and the snowman's creepy looking. That's the other part. Uh, yeah. So go see Jack Frost, everybody. <laughs> In theaters now. <laughs> Here's number three. you do that? I can make anything you like. Can you make me taller? <laughs> anything you'd like to eat. Turkish delight? I would very much like to meet the rest of your family. Why? They're nothing special. That is the reason I knew what Turkish Delight was for reading <laughs> this book. That's the line, The Witch in the Wardrobe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I read this whole article about um, 
people who didn't know what Turkish Delight was and they read that book mm-hmm. as a kid and like what they actually pictured Turkish Delight was in their mind. Mm-hmm. And it actually, uh, I had a really weird idea of what it was. Oh, yeah? And somebody else in that article actually had the same idea, <laughs> which I was very surprised by. But I didn't realize that it was like a candy. Yeah. I th- pictured like like turkey meat, like in gravy. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I was more okay. of a savory. <laughs> okay. That can be. And other people thought that too, which the, I was very surprised. A savory turkey dish could be delightful as well. Mm-hmm. Now, the only reason I know what it's kind of like is there's a company near my hometown called Applets and Cotlets, and it's a company in in Washington State that makes these – they make these little desserts called Applets and Cotlets, and they are based on the Turkish Delight candies. Okay. So they're kind of these fruity – uh, they're really hard gelatinous sort of candies. They're really good. Yeah. They're like covered in powdered sugar. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We remember we used to like to go tour the Appleton and Cutlets factory for school and stuff like that. That was a big deal. I have to try Turkish like because I yeah. never have. Yeah. I think you'd like, if it's like Appleton and Cutlets, I think you'd like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here is your number three. It, it's a beaver. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I ain't gonna smell it if that's what you want. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Lucy Pevensey. Yes. I gave to Mr. Tom. Thomas. He got it to me just before I took it. Is he alright? That's the same movie. What movie is that? <laughs> the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the you Wardrobe. You're absolutely right. <laughs> of all the movies we were going to double up on, that's a strange one to double up on. <laughs> I'm glad we did different scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess it's not that strange since it's like, you know, she's turned it to winter. She's, and, yeah, she's yeah. the ice witch or whatever. Yeah. Ice queen. Ice queen, white witch, rain city, it's bitch what? pigeon. <laughs> what is it called? Rain city. Rain city, bitch pigeon. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, nobody else seems to find the t-shirt as funny as I do, but I, I don't care. I love it. Yeah. Number four. He's still alive for another four minutes. Where's it set? Trying to go off right over his head. Fuck! Huh? Three minutes, there's a bomb! Get the hell out of there! There's a bomb over your head! Get! Try to get the gear! This way. That charge is gonna cause a landslide. We gotta get to the west face. 
Why the hell are we wasting time making sure he's not going to find that lost That way. is John Lithgow and Sylvester Stallone and Michael Rooker in Cliffhanger. That's right. Yeah. The very first John Lithgow line, evil John Lithgow, that was that was the giveaway. <laughs> He's not evil in a lot of movies. No, he doesn't do he doesn't do bad guys that much, but when he does it, it's really good. Yeah, he's he's a real a bitch pigeon in that. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that just to describe people. <laughs> hey, you know, not, I don't want to say anything, but maybe you should eat something because you're being a real bitch pigeon right now. <laughs> I love it. It's a winner. It's a winner. All right. If there's not a team name out there that's the bitch pigeons this week, I'm very disappointed in all y'all. Especially a Tuesday night at Fitzgerald's. Make that bitch pigeon happen. All right. Here is your next one. I thought that you were in America. Well, yes, I was, but um, I realized I'd forgotten something back home. What was? Well, I realized I'd forgotten to um, kiss you goodbye. Do you mind? Not really. So, you're not going to America then? No. Not. You're staying here. So it would seem. That sounds like Bridget Jones's diary. You are right. We know our snow movies. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I almost said love actually, but then I recognized her voice and she's not in that i know she's affecting a british accent she's you know from texas so there's something something odd i mean about she's her trying to do a british accent without getting the cockney thing right you know? so <laughs> well, you kind of have to like really soften your voice to make it sound oh it's more british yeah then i would say british <laughs> shine your shoes <laughs> Gum yeah yeah, I, I thought th- she did pretty good. Yeah, I think for as far as British accents go from Americans, that one ain't bad. Yeah, that one ain't bad. We could name a whole bunch of worse ones. <laughs> oh Kevin, yeah, Kevin Costner and Robin Hood. Num. Oh, last one. Last one. Okay, place your feet on runners, keeping your weight centered. Blah 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 blah. All right. Okay, just like a jet ski with fur. Hey. Stop that. Hey. Come on, buddy. Hey. Hi. I thought we could go for a picnic up on the mountain. Sorry, can't. I'm mushing today. See ya. You know, it's not something you just learn overnight. Hey, it's in my blood. All right. I have two guesses, and these guesses have to determine whether the speaker was Cuba Gooding Jr. or Paul Walker. Okay. I'm going to go with Snow Dogs. That's it. Yeah, so that's Cuban Goody Jr. <laughs> what was the other guess? Uh, Eight Below, which is a Paul Walker movie about sled dogs. Oh. So... 
Cuba Gooding Jr. on learning how to be a – that was the other tip-off was he's learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. Or I think at that point in the eight below, Paul Walker already knows how to do it. Snow dogs. Snow dogs is better than no dogs. All right. Here is your last one. So, like this? Ugh. No. Harder than that. Oh. It is an animated movie. Ice Cream Snow Day. Is it animated? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it the recess movie? It's not. All right. That is called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, I didn't know they had snow. I thought they just had meatballs. He makes an ice cream snow day where it snows ice cream. I don't really know what that movie's about, except meatballs. So. Yeah, well, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's barely about meatballs. What? Yeah, I know. My you know, heart's broken. Do you know the the summer camp movie with Bill Murray called Meatballs? It's not about meatballs no. at all. There no. isn't a single meatball in that movie. No, there's not. <laughs> I think you need to make a meatball movie. I think this is, this needs to be your passion project. Oh, I'm so mad. I almost did two five for five. Wow, that's right. Oh, you just just missed it. <laughs> just missed it. Uh, and how did I do on that round? You got all of them. Oh, great. Well, I needed to. I needed to rebound for my bones debacle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap this baby up because we look out the window right now, it's and it is snowing. coming down hard. So I got to get out of here and get back home. But before we go, tell people where you're hosting this week. Tuesday at Fitzgerald and Ballard. Yes. I'll be Monday uh, Monday night at Skylark in West Seattle. Tuesday at the Crown Bar in uh, Tacoma. Wednesday at the Berliner in Renton. Thursday night, I will not be at the local 907, but Kat will be there instead. I am uh, going to do a show in California but I'll be back uh, the following week. You can also go see Cat on Tuesday at Bison Creek Pizza, and you can go see Jeff and Mookie at Murphy's uh, in Wallingford on Tuesday and Thursday. And if you're a team looking for points, go out and make those points. Can I just uh, recommend Bison Creek Pizza <laughs> as a place where last week we had two teams so get out there and play and challenge those teams and get your points and uh, and have a good time. We'll do the update of the rankings at the end of this week. And we can announce for sure that the finals are going to be Saturday, March 9th at the local 907 at 3 p.m. So get your teams ready to go and uh, get into the top 20. Do it. Do it. Yeah. All right. We're going to uh, 
we're going to get out of here. We're going to go make some snow angels, some snow bitch pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for downloading and thanks for listening. And we will talk at you next week. Bye. Bye.